0: One man had recently divorced his wife. And all day long, his wife was impinging on the mind. He had such negativity towards her. Why did she do this to me? What was her motivation? How insincere of her. To top it all, his office required him to change the password every month. With one capital letter, one small case, at least one symbol and one numeral. Now it was time for him to change the password and with so much going on in his head, he just was at his ends and what new password could he come up with? When he realized, here is an opportunity for positive self-talk. So he created the password for forgive at her forgive her many times a day he had to type forgive her forgive her forgive her the consequence was the message was sinking in and by the end of the month he discovered his negativity towards his ex wife had reduced to just 25 percent of what it was. This is a beautiful example of programming our subconscious to ensure that the slave of ours, the subconscious, works to our utmost benefit. We discussed in the previous episode the importance of self-talk. Nevertheless, remember the subconscious is not of one lifetime. It is continuing from past lives. That is why somebody who is blind from birth, even such a person sees dreams. Now what does he or she dream about? When we dream, it is our experiences in the conscious waking state that get disjointed and distorted, which then arise in our dreams. For example, if you saw a bird flying and thought, wow, if I were a bird, I could also fly like this. Now in your dream, you did not become a bird. You saw yourself flying in the human form. Your sankalpas of the waking state were distorted and united to create the dream. That is why invariably a dream is garbled imagery which is not of value. Nevertheless, the point I am trying to make is that somebody who is blind from birth who has never seen anything also sees dreams. Where do these dreams come from? They are coming from the imagery in the subconscious which is continuing from past lives. Hence, the subconscious is not of one lifetime but many. Such a deep aspect of our personality for its purification requires something even more powerful than self-talk. And what is that? Visualization. As it is said in English, a picture is worth a thousand words. Factually, pictures impact us deep. The reason is, that's how we learn A for Apple. B for ball, C for cat. When we think of personalities, we bring their image in the mind. The significance of visualization was tested in the Michigan State University. Researchers conducted this test in the emergency ward on 200 patients. When the patients were discharged from the emergency ward, Half of them were given written instructions and were also explained those instructions by the researchers. The second half were given written plus visual instructions and explained as well. After one month, the researchers rang up both the groups to find out what percentage of the instructions do they still remember. The results were astonishing. That group which had only received written instructions remembered only 6% of them. And the group that had received visual instructions remembered 43% of them. That is the power of imagery. Now think, what do we all do when New Year comes along? We write our New Year resolutions with the best of intentions. I will not take cheese pizzas. I will exercise every day and meditate at 5 am in the morning. But within a few days, that New Year resolution diary is closed, never to be looked at again until the next New Year. One man visited the gym on 4th of January and he found the parking lot was packed. When he entered, every machine had a queue to it. He went up to the manager and said, you people are running to capacity. Should I move to another gym? The manager said, sir, please give us 11 more days. These are the New Year Resolution people. They will not continue beyond 15th of January. The reason was that the New Year Resolutions were just words written in the diary. And those same words if they had visualized them and allowed the imagery to sink in. It would have impacted the subconscious so strongly as to become practically unforgettable. I'll tell you my own experience. In the days when I was studying in college, we had to walk from hostel to college. There was no email. We used to use what is today called snail mail. So I was having this experience where I needed to post a letter and I put it in my pocket. But while speaking to my friends, I forgot to put it in the post box. And the same thing happened while returning. Now when three days in a row, I forgot to post it. Being engaged in conversations with friends. I decided now I need to employ a more powerful technique. I visualized the letter. Brought the image. Made the image huge in my mind. Made it more vivid and colorful. And then saw myself dumping that huge letter in the post box. When I held that image in my head for ten seconds, there was no question of forgetting on that day. Now this power can be utilized to optimize the functioning of the physical, mental, emotional, intellectual, spiritual aspects of our personality. The power of visualization is used by sports personalities because there, a fraction of a second can make the difference between a gold and a silver medal. John Murray, professor of sports psychology. He has coached many Olympic champions and he teaches tennis players that look before you serve, you visualize for a few seconds where you wish the ball to fall. Now, when you hold that image to yourself and then serve, your subconscious will assist. Because in serving in tennis, you need to control so many processes the muscles and the bones etc that the conscious mind cannot do such a good job without the assistance of the subconscious. And when the image has been planted within, the subconscious will help the conscious and your accuracy will improve. So the fact is visualization is a tremendous force. To help you understand such knowledge which is otherwise so vast and esoteric, I have explained it simply in this recently published book, The Science of Mind Management with the help of scriptural quotations, crystal clear logic and real life examples. I am sure you will benefit from it. One scientist called Alan Richardson has done a survey where he divided weightlifters into three groups of 20 each. The first group was practicing every day. The second group was not practicing, only visualizing. And the third group was doing neither. After two weeks, He tested the enhancement in their abilities and discovered that while the third group had remained where they were, the second group had increased its abilities almost equal to the first group. Because in the process of visualization, they were firing the neurons in their mind and exerting their muscles as they would have actually done in physical exercise. So this saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, is so true. Realizing its importance, Jagat Guru Shri Kripaluji Maharaj emphasized that in our devotion to, we should inculcate visualization. There's a beautiful story in this regard. When the Pandavas were in Vanvas, they knew that the battle of Mahabharata was imminent and they had begun practicing their austerities in preparation. Arjun used to engage in elaborate worship of Lord Shiv to get a boon from him. Bhim Sen was apparently doing nothing. Arjun became proud. You know, I am such a great devotee. Lord Krishna thought, let me open his eyes. He said, Arjun, let's go to Kailash and meet Umapati Mahadev. All right, Maharaj. So, Krishna and Parth, they both went to Kailash. There, at the base of the mountain, they saw a Rudragan running with a huge cart full of flowers. He dumped it in one place, was running back and taking another cart full. A practical mountain of flowers had already been created. Arjun said, my lord, where are all these flowers coming from in Kailash? Lord Krishna said, I don't know, let's ask him. When questioned, the Rudragan said, you know, these flowers are being offered by Bheem Sen. Arjun thought, I have never seen Bheem Sen doing it. Krishna said, you know what, Bheem Sen sits and does his puja in the mind. So Arjun realized, Bhim is such a tremendous devotee. In the meantime, a second Rudragan appeared with a plate of dried up emaciated flowers. Arjun said, where is this coming from? The Rudragan said, you know, there is a one conceited egotistical devotee in Mrithyullo called Arjun. This is from his puja. Arjun said to Shri Krishna Maharaj, I have learned my lesson. Let's go back. So the idea is In the spiritual realm, the intention is of paramount importance. When we sit and visualize the Lord, when we engage in Manasi Seva, serving Him in the mind, we are actually practicing devotion to Him and practicing the purification and enhancement of our intention. That is why. Dhyan is the most powerful. Subsequent in this series, we will talk about meditation in detail. But for today, contemplate over how you can program your subconscious with positivity, with optimism, with hope and with devotion. We shall continue this discussion on mind management in the next episode.